Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of This Club Is My Club right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Ben standing in for Cockers this week and later we'll be hearing how the women's team got on in their league fixture against Cheadle Town from Sunday. But before that it's the men's team and Saturday's league game at home to Liversidge. And for all the build up now let's hand over to myself and Woodso at Broaders Park shortly before kickoff. Well good afternoon and welcome to Broaders Park little pre-match chat here on this club is my club and of course it wouldn't be a pre-match chat without a pre-match chat correspondent it's a welcome back to Woodso. hello Woodso. Well, welcome to broaders park oh thank you i've never been here before it's very good isn't it <laughs> last sunday uh, the women's team played on the 3g pitch and i came in and this pitch was covered in pitch covers and Look at it. It's it's marvellous. It's it's oh, March, it, it look, but it look at cool. it. Obviously, the gold medals are obviously worn, but beyond that, you know, it looks fantastic. Probably the best we've had it. Yeah, definitely. So if we can't play football on it, we never will. <clears throat> uh, Liversidge today. Liversidge at their place. Yeah. Quite. It was four 0 but I, I don't think it was. They had uh, a spell, but beyond that, it was yeah. fairly. Put it this way: at points during the game, it didn't feel like we were going to win four 0 but we no, did. Probably not. Um, here in the FA Trophy. Much different game. Liverpool, I think, could learn a few things and scored, and then packed the bus. Now, with the threat of relegation, they've, I think, they've changed themselves again. And but the Liverpool game was the archetypal, as we mentioned a lot. Oh, and this I was during the Regan Linney. Period. It was, yeah, absolutely. But it, it was the archetypal that I mentioned on on, on these interviews and the half time quite a lot. I don't like it if we go a goal down because we, we struggle to break teams down. Teams are very happy for us to play in front of them. That was the perfect one that day, so we could obviously avoid that today. Uh, we avoided it well last week by not giving the other team any, any shots. But mind you, having said that, I think I feel like I'm still there and it's still nil-nil, to be honest. Now, well, let's have a little chat about last week and Warrington Rylands. Um, now, I've, I've watched it back. I've, I've not put the highlights out yet. I'm, I've been well, a bit, well, it'll take you so yeah. long to find them. But it looks like what Van Wyck's done... He's, yeah. he's gone. He's he's gone towards the goalkeeper, and then hasn't put his leg out at all no. or anything. And then the goalkeeper does his volley clearance, puts the ball in the air, and it hits Van Wyk. But Van Wyk hasn't put his foot out he to get. To... He hasn't played at it. No. So I mean, I only saw I half saw it because I was I was sort of at the other end. And normally that situation, keeper's got the ball in your hands. So you sort of just sort of like talk to your neighbour because you, you, you're expecting it to be launched. Yeah. So I just saw the keeper's hands out in front of him and the ball at his feet and he, must have, he dropped it. That was my there's a lot the There's lots of forces and gravity and all yeah. kinds of things involved. I mean, but that, what that he's done my... is he's dropped the ball to, to volley it clear and it's hit Van Wyk. Van Wyk has gone to get the ball a split second like earlier, yeah, 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 but yeah. he hadn't stuck his leg yeah, out at that like point. I assumed he dropped it and he just... Was there an element of connect the dots from the officials to that, you well, well, the thing is, the referee, I do know, because I, in my half watching, I did clock the referee had his back to the incident. Yes, I, I thought However, did. his assistant was looking straight mm. at it because he's, he's watching right across the line. And he didn't flag. He didn't flag, he didn't do anything. And... The referee didn't even go and speak to him, which is what our players were saying. Well, go and speak to it, and he just went, no, foul. And to be fair, mistake, mistakes happen. You know, officials are all humans. But what, what we'd like to say is is that there is some learnings there for the officials, and hopefully well, they'll have watched that well, back. My question would be, if you go back here a few seasons, why did Van White not get a yellow card for it? Because we had a player sent off for a second yellow. Yeah. Was, it, was it the lad we had on loan well, from whatever? It's un- conduct, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, 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 you know, so... Uh, 
it should you know it should have been a yellow card. And if he's deemed it a foul, mm-hmm. and, he, and he didn't give a card. That's that's the whole thing about it. Let's be honest. If we'd have been stood there now at Rylands, no, we still wouldn't have scored. It still oh, would have yeah, been yeah, nil yeah. nil. Yeah. It's because it was a terrible game of football. It was going to be nil nil all, all day long because Warrington Rylands haven't scored in ages. They've lost all, and we've lost Linny. He's <laughs> nailed on the absolutely. But <laughs> well, I mean, for, for a game to have one shot on target in the whole game, which was that Gabby Don going, which again, it's a bit of a bugbear of mine now. He should be doing better. He should be putting those away. He was right in front of me where I was stood, and you, you think I'll it's tell you what nil. though about about Gabby Don? It's a good save though. I'll give yeah, some but. Credit. He's not overthinking it like he did a while ago. No, he, he's, he's ta- early he's, enough. Yeah, he he's is. taking those chances. He he's just not. He's just not scoring them he at the moment. Him, but he's getting thing. closer. Yeah, maybe. Um, today, today, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Just don't concede first. We have got, <laughs> as simple as that. We have got some new, some new faces, forwards. Yeah. Um, whether they start or not, we don't we know don't at know. the minute. But it's going to be interesting. Anything can happen. I mean, let's be honest. I said, if we could win today, we could win at Coles next week. We could go to Shields and win. You know what I mean? It's bizarre. I don't think we will. Just being realistic. But the way this league is, teams do beat each other. All, all I would say at the moment is Shields do seem to be now just going away. Yeah, from, nine, going nine, away point, nine points clear with two games in hand. Yeah, absolutely. So, but there's only six, seven points, eight points, whatever in it. You know, we're it, ten points. From we're the ten now. points, but you know, the, the, the pack that we want to get back into, it's only single figure points. It well, can happen. It's not going to, but it can do. We'll see what happens after today. Yeah. But, uh, Woods, a big thank you hey, for a little right. pre-match chat there. Let's hear now from the FC United manager, Neil Reynolds, who I caught up with earlier. He did. FC United manager, Neil Reynolds, joins us now. Hello, Neil. How's how's this week been? Hey, Ben. Uh, really good week in training. Uh, you know, really positive. You know, on the back of a what I thought was a good result last week. And then, you know, the more I see the, the Van White chance, I've no idea how it's not allowed, to yeah. be honest. It's a, you know, it's a... It's a really bad decision, uh, and I thought the referees were really, I thought the referee was really good, but it was a poor decision again that we should have won. But you know, we 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 bolstered the squad. We yep. brought a couple of new additions in, uh, and we're going to play them. You know, we, I've said to the lads now. You know, we, we all know now. I've, I've made it quite clear what we don't talk about, and I've said to the lads now, go and show that you want to be here next season. So I'm just going to keep changing it now, and you know, hopefully we can kick on and put positive performances in. I mean, two new uh, forwards, uh, or forward-minded players. Um, what, what's your thinking there? Is it to compliment Van Wyk, or is it to give him competition? Or I mean, To be fair, I feel sorry for Matt. He comes in on the back of, you know, Regan Linney leaving, you know, the best striker. We can see what he's doing in the National League, and I were expecting Matty to pick up where Regan left off, but he is doing. He's doing really well, but there's going to be games that he needs some more support. So in Faisu, Sanger, who we brought in, you know, CV's really good. Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, then obviously injuries and lost form. Then he's, his brother plays for Accrington, so he's been in around Accrington's first team for about three weeks. And we've had him in training for about three weeks. He's not match ready yet. He'll, mm-hmm. get, he'll get minutes hopefully today. But he's, he's got a lot of ability and, and I'm sure that if he likes us and we like him, we, we could have ourselves a new number nine you know, for the next season. So we're, we're excited to, to, to work with him. His attitude's great. He's infectious. You know, you'll have to read his interview. He's, you know, he's, he's really has fit into it and the lads have taken to him. So, Liverpool this afternoon. Um, bit of a weird one to work out because I think it's it's very it's a very different kind of mentality to the one we had um, when we played them in West Yorkshire. It's a, it's a bit different now because they've only got a few games after the season, but they have had back to back wins recently. Yeah, and we're a completely different side. And you know, knowing my luck, when Curtis Jones rings me this morning, somebody's got a concussion, he's unavailable. You know, it kind of like throws everything out and. And it's just one of them. It's the way it's going at the minute. Uh, so for us, Ben, today, you know, we, we look at Liversidge. We had them watched in midweek. 
We've done a lot of work in training on them. We know that they've got threat, and we also know that they're playing pressure-free because, you know, if you look at the league table, they're probably thinking the doom and gloom and, and they're, they're building for next season. The manager at the back of his mind probably thinks, no, we can stay in this league, and, and I hope they do. It's a good club, it's a good management team. Uh, but they're going to come here. It's a free hit. They know they've already beat us in the trophy here 1-0. They know that when they got in front, they parked the bus, and, and we were pretty much pathetic on the day, you know, lethargic in our build-up, and we weren't good. But they also know that if we tick, we could do what we did to them at their place. Uh, so for us today... You know, I'm, I'm changing the side, Ben. I'm changing it massively. Uh, we're we're going to go with Danny Nets. We're going to go with young guy at left back. Bring Wollerton back in at right back to give us our pace and energy. Mm-hmm. Going to drop James Vincent in at centre half uh, next to Andy Halls. And I've got reason behind the madness. You know, the last time pulling Cass Halls, Guy, Wollerton, and Dan Laverkin played about five, we conceded four against Hyde. And, and I just, you know, nothing to do with Yam, but I just want to go with maybe a little bit of experience. And then in front of that, it's just it's just pace and youthfulness. It's Donahue and Griffiths in the midfield too. It's Keegan in the 10, Keane on one side, Dante on the other, and Matty Van Wyck up top. And, you know, just, just go with a lot of 20-year-olds and see if we can get the crown on the, on, on the feet. The lads in training this week have really taken to the task. And, you know, everyone wants to win a game of football. But I've... I've I'm re-galvanised, I'm re-energised, I want these lads to go and give it a really good shot and, you know, I'm not saying that this season's done and dusted by any stretch of the imagination, but we are saying that lads have got to show us more than what they've done in, in, in certain games this season, so, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a good game and, and hopefully we can win it and then we can go into the Valencia game on a higher. Well, good afternoon everyone and welcome back to SU Live, brought to you by ConstructiveCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army, and you join us here back in North Manchester at Broadhurst Park to be precise for this afternoon's game in the Northern Premier League Premier Division as FC United of Manchester take on Liversidge and joining us here for a little pre-match chat 18 minutes before kickoff. it's a big welcome back to your statistician and mine it's Stato Paul hello Paul good afternoon another good intro this week yes, yes. very good solid you've been working on that yes Paul Liversidge today before we uh, get to the actual football and stuff like that, what, what's your general thoughts as we, as we head towards this game? In the last few weeks, FC's position as challengers for the top five has declined slightly because we've not been scoring enough goals. Yeah. And steps have been taken this week to try and alleviate that problem with a couple of sign-ins. Whether they'll make the impact that we would like them to do remains to be seen but the, la- the manager has gone out there and tried to get some fresh faces in and hopefully we'll, we'll get an impact this afternoon. Now, the thing about loan signings are is that sometimes they can, they can work, sometimes they, they can't. It, de- it depends on a lot of circumstances. Yeah, and, it's rolling uh, the dice, isn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, it is exciting though, isn't it, to, to see two new players joining the squad to, just to freshen things up. I mean, And attacking players. Yeah, I mean, we've seen what Hartley when he first uh, turned up a couple of weeks ago I mean it just yeah. adds a bit of life I mean, doesn't the, it the manager now wants him for the rest of the season um, whether his club will allow that I don't know but he's, he's been impressed so much by Gigan Hartley he wants him for the rest of the campaign I mean Neil said in his pre-match interview that he's, he's basically going to be changing things around seeing what works you, you said something interesting after the Warrington Rowlands game because I think it was pretty obvious I think the second half team was the, the right team to play Warrington Rylands. And yeah. there is an element where, you know, don't don't change too much. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's he's getting to a stage of the season now where he's partly thinking of next season. Um, is, he, is he right to do that? Because is it done? It's ten points. I'm not, I'm not saying he's ruled out from promotion or some kind of a push, but I think he is also thinking to himself, well, 
I need to know my players for next season. I need to know who's going to be, who does he want? Who's he going to fight to keep? Because he's got these, these decisions are coming up very soon. He can't wait till the last game of the season. He has to sound players out. So, yes, he is, he is starting to look at next season, I think. And he's ruling out one or two, and he's ruling in one or two, you know. Now, it's an interesting opponent we've got today, Liversidge. We've seen two sides of Liversidge this season. We've seen the uh, open, freewheeling uh, Liversidge. We like, that, we like that Liversidge. Yeah. I was saying to Woods earlier, though, I, it didn't feel like we were ever going to win that game 4-0 at their place. But we, we did. We just really were efficient. What people we? forget is Stanway saved the penalty at 1-0. Yes, there is that as well. And that, if that had gone in... It could have been a different outcome. Yes. So let's not take them too lightly. Yes. Well, and of course, they yes. came here and parked the bus. Yes. Very effectively. And just to say, that was with Wigan Linner. Yes. And we never looked like scoring that day, to be honest. So we know their game plan when they came here in October, or I think it was October, was, was spot on. And we've got to play much better than that day. The, the manager's already talked about how slow we passed the ball around, and mm-hmm. we made it easy for them. And he wants us to get off, get out of the blocks quickly this afternoon because if we don't, Liversidge are going to do the same again. Well, Liversidge have been quite interesting, haven't they, in recent weeks? Obviously, they were beaten in their last game, but that was against Bamber Bridge on Tuesday in, night. In, in added time. In added time. They beat Marine last Saturday. Yeah. And that was on top of beating Morpeth. Um, yeah. The, you know, the, the, they're, they're, they're starting to... I think they're starting to believe they can get out of this. They have got games in hand. Yeah, I think they've. what they've done is they've gone through a number of players this season... And I think maybe they're beginning to formulate a kind of team they wish they'd start the season with mm-hmm. because they had a nightmare start. And they've lost seven away games and six of them have been by two goals or more. But what happens this afternoon, of course, like you said, they're looking at the table and they've picked up a few points lately and they're thinking, well, we've got a bit about us at the moment. Yeah. So they're not coming here with fear, I don't think. No. If a, if a team could beat Marine 1-0... Yeah then they're a good team in my, in my mind. And certainly a team that's got Nathan Cartman up front yeah. can't be trifled with. Cartman is so experienced and leads the line very, very well. Um, so, yes, um, I can't say that FC United are in the greatest of form in terms of the last seven or eight games. Um, the Saturday afternoon at Broadhurst experience has still not really caught fire. What do we do about this, Paul? Drive, drive them around the block a few times. I don't what, know. What pretend it's an away game? Um, Maybe we have to play the, some some videos of Gig Lane when we used to win win handsomely and say, well, this is what you've got to go out and do. This is what the players of the past did. Go out and do it like they did. You know. I know what's missing. People would say, is it the dark blue seats? No. Is it the the shakers sign? No. It's a scoreboard. Well, we're yeah. missing a scoreboard, Paul. That does birthday messages. Do you think? Do you think the uh, the players are, are losing track of the score and they think they're winning when they're not? I, I think I've just stumbled across something we we desperately need for that. So we season. need a sponsor for a scoreboard. We need a scoreboard and we need. Let's set that up. Right, crowdfunder. Crowdfunder. What else should we know about today's game against Liverpool? Well, um, one thing I, I can say is that the last team that did the double against us in, in terms of winning at. FC in the league and the cup was Staley Bridge back in 2015-16 I don't know if you remember that season when uh, they won in the Premier Manchester Premier Cup here 4-3 mm-hmm. and then they won a dismal game at the end of the season 1-0 so they were the last team to, to do what Liversidge are trying to do this afternoon the double the double um, our record against Yorkshire sides this season though is quite good we've got 10 points out of 15 
which is not too bad. Not too really. bad at all. Um, it's nice to have some Yorkshire teams in the league, isn't it? Yeah. We've only had Whitby. Just to say, FC United starting 11 today. Uh, just a bit of team news. Uh, Curtis Jones can't make the game today. Uh, sending our best wishes to Curtis. Uh, suffering from concussion at the moment. And uh, unfortunately, has to listen to us to follow the game. Well, so he has been on our uh, wavelengths, hasn't he? In pre-season. Yes. Yeah, so he knows how professional we are. There you go. And, and not in some cases. Um, so he's gone with Vincent at centre-back with Andy Halls. That's an interesting one. And in midfield, Luke Griffiths and Michael Donoghue are the two central midfield people. Um, I think no complaints with, no. with those two. No. Would you like to see Donoghue a bit out wide, though? Because I thought he was very good against Rylands when he went out wide. He, he, he had a lot of impact when he played out on the wide positions. Um, so, yes. The interesting thing is, Baru is, is a starter. And presumably he is going to play further forward than other players. Yeah, I mean uh, he's gone. He's gone with Baru, Hartley, and Gabidon as the attacking midfielders. Um, Gabidon is improving all the time. He's starting to create more and more chances. He does need to hit the target more and, and, and beat product. the keeper. Um, but I'm sure that'll come. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's certainly becoming very excited. This is a young forward line. I think maybe uh, Van Wyck's the, old, the oldest in that forward line which at 21 yeah I think yeah mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the oldest yes and and the other thing is is that one player we've not mentioned on the bench who's another newcomer yes uh, Fas Sangari mm-hmm. um, he's 6 foot 2 and good in the air apparently so he's an interesting option if we don't make progress against this tall yeah was well, it inside well it's a tall bench because we've got Palinkas and we've got Ethan Vaughan as well uh, obviously Charlie Innes and Adam Dodd are just normal sized people <laughs> uh, but um, I mean it's a, it's a good bench as well with plenty of options there yeah he's got defence and midfield covered there uh, and up front so um, the scope is there to make changes if things aren't happening Casey Stewart is it forward then it's her hooked on it was played in field good work there from uh, Donahue, but uh, second ball is picked up and now a chance for a cross from the left hand side. It's a great one and a great save from Lamag. Still another chance and it's gone in. And it's Jack Carr following up. And FC United. Well, the ball came across. It was a decent cross, but just not close enough to uh, Liverpool strike force. Great save from Lavakam, but they could do nothing about uh, the shot from the rebound there. Jack Carr was on hand, the first to the ball. And, uh, well, with just over a minute played, the score is FC United nil, Liversidge 1. Michael Donoghue infield to Griffiths, patient football from FC as they look to carve an opening here. Donoghue flicks it forward, Van White takes it nicely. Van, oh, and Van White there, he broke through beautifully. And then... When he had the ball, his feet just seemed to seemed to be almost been two minds. He played it with the outside of his boot with no power or placement, and it rolled harmlessly through Patrick Boy's fury from the Liversidge bench that they were undone so easily. But nice work there, and uh, pity about the final touch there from Van Wyk. And uh, maybe once bitten, twice shy for Liversidge. Unlikely to get another opportunity for like that for FC, but it was. Oh, and a mistake by the keeper. Baru puts it wide. And in the space of a minute, FC United have two guilted opportunities. That was even more so. The keeper, Patrick Boyce, completely miscued it. Baru had a chance to go through instead of perhaps taking a touch. 
He went for it first time and he put it wide. LFC keep this one up. They've got uh, five red shirts defending, four light blue shirts in there. Good looking delivery. Bobbles around. Back second by to the cherry now from that left flank. Comes in. It's a decent delivery. It's 2 0 and completely unmarked was Kurt Harris. And FC trail by two goals to nil. And it's no more than Livisic deserved. FC having spurned two excellent opportunities moments ago, find themselves 2 0. And uh, well, he was unmarked, well, Kurt again. Harris. And uh, a free header and uh, no hope really for Lavacom. Again, very much like the first goal. No marking. He wasn't the only free player. No, he wasn't. There was two at least. And the ball is with Cartman, plays it back now. And the cross coming in. It's a free header again. It's 3-0. Can you believe it? Ben Atkinson. And it's a training ground session for Liversidge. FC United 0. Liversidge 3. Second from bottom, Liversidge. Taking FC to the cleaners. We'll play that out of defence and it's uh, through and a chance here for Cartman for make it four and a heroic save still not done though it's a shot over the bar from Connor Smythe well Lavacom to the rescue Cartman getting a, getting through the defence so easily there Cartman with a decent strike to the left of Lavacom who got down with a strong left hand and uh, kept kept it out to prevent a fourth goal for Liversidge Griffiths, nice looking ball. It's, I think it's going to be too close, but no fullback has some defending to do. Chance for Van White! Point blank save. Into the final minute of the first period. Halfway line, nodded on by Keegan Hartley. Van White wins it well. Griffiths plays it out right flank. Chance for one last uh, throw of the dice here. Wallerton, inside now. Van White, Van White flicks it through there. Barun, lovely ball! Left footed shot! Oh, Atemison! Bond on to Gabbardon. Magnificent football from FC. It really was. Pass from one white. Lovely slip. Ball there from Baru the Loney. And a beautifully taken with his left foot. Dontai Gabbardon. That's what we were talking about earlier. If FC could just get a goal back before the break, then it just changes the mood as we go into half time. Donahue, 15 yards inside. Uh, Enemy territory now. It's Ennis driving in from the left-hand side. Cross coming in. Far push. Wallerton waits. Picks in the half. Folly! And it's just over the bar. That's not a bad strike from Alex Wallerton. And FC United have started on the front foot. And you wonder, Paul, if FC had started the game like this, how different things might have been. Ennis tries to go up for that. It's a vertical-headed clearance. And now Ennis tries to take it on the volley! And it almost... Dipped into the top corner, decent save from Boys. And there's a corner, it had gone out of play. So the defender tried to mop up, so this time it's Ennis going to take a corner from the left-hand side. FC turning up the volume here. Two-goal deficit, but uh, still very much in it. Ennis with this corner, decent-looking delivery, headed out by Ellis. Ennis now waits. Ennis, now it's... Uh, Chipped on and White. Now it's uh, Ennis now. Another chance for him. He's got Gabbard on to his left. Uses him. Gabbard on's cross. Far post. Halls waits. Boys has to tip it over for another corner. Right hand side this time. Gabbard on instructed to go over to take this one by Charlie Ennis. 
Obviously, defence beginning to creak a bit. It's uh, such a psychological thing in sport. Prime example of that side, 3-0 up and cruising, concede a goal just before half-time, and now back to the wall. But FC, a lot of work to do, and it comes under that upright, parried by boys, not entirely convincingly, helped on. Guy Hall chips it out right flank, Gabidon picks it up now, can he get a cross in? Gabidon, in comes the cross, there it goes, and it's gone in! It's gone in, Palinka's got a touch, I think! Gabidon, superb cross, it's 3-2. And with half an hour to go, FC United have more than a glimmer of hope here. After 30-odd games for FC, he's finally scored. What a substitution. Cleared by Griffiths, now Ennis, and his first-time ball. Gabidon breaking through. Right-hand side, Gabidon. Gabidon holds it up, close to the touchline. Drives in now, Gabidon. Can he get the ball across? Still, Gabidon wins a corner. And the volume is rising in the SMRE. There's nowhere quite like FC United in a situation like this. Gabidon. That beautiful cross assist for the second goal. Now, can he produce the assist for the equaliser? Gabidon. Under the post, it goes, it's done it down! Ennis! And it's clear, it's another corner! Now, FC have got to convert this pressure into a goal sooner, sooner rather than later, Paul, I would suggest. Well, the way it's going, the, you can feel the equaliser's on its way. Right. So you've got to find that end product. Here comes Gabidon, another decent delivery! Head, FC head on it, kept in play, the ball is still there, Gabidon. Chips it in, nodded away. Griffiths tries to get Donahue. The ball's bobbling around in the box. It's headed out. Trying to break away our Liversidge here. FC win it back. Griffiths, Griffiths now on the right flank. Chips it forward. Boys comes out, has to dive for it, gets it. Sangari picking it up now. Hang on, looking quick feet there, trying to get past his man. Trying to keep it in, does so. He's still got it. Sangari's crossing. It goes by White. Donahue on the rebound, can't do anything with it. Clearing the lines of Liversidge. Now on the break, Liversidge. And it's end-to-end stuff now. Proctor. Proctor. Halls can't make the tackle. Proctor. Great defensive work from Gabidon. All the way back. Checking back. Excellent work from him. His manager will love that. That really was excellent work. Well, can FC rescue a point here? Lavacom has gone up. Griffiths with the free kick. It's not on my Sangari and plucked from the air. And there it is, and Liversidge have won. And FC United defeated 3-2. The game was lost, really, in the first half hour or so. FC came back gamely with a goal either side of half-time to make it 3-2 but then couldn't complete the comeback job. Although substitutions worked pretty well, that was, uh, I'm afraid, all about the first uh, period of the game. Uh, Paul Hinson. Again, for the second, second game in a row, I have to say, was the starting 11 the right one? I think if we go back to the start of the, the game, um, the alarm bells rung within the first... 90 M- seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 
I think I said to you about four minutes in, I don't think this defence is going to work this afternoon. No. And then it quickly became apparent that it was actually pretty alarming that all three goals defensively were really bad. I don't, I don't think you could dress it up any other way. And just to add as well, because I said this at half-time, and I think it, it does need mentioning, the cross comes in from the right-hand side of the defence, where that is makeshift. You've got Wallerton, you've got Vincent. It's to the back post, though, where you've got two defenders who are actually defenders, and it's all about the marking. It's not just about the ball that's been allowed to be crossed in. The marking is, was way off. Um, so I think they're all at fault, to be honest, yeah. rather than the inexperienced defender. I don't think Vincent was that particularly bad at centre-back. No, I think, I think the problem is is that when you bring somebody new into a back four, you just don't have that understanding. You don't have that teamwork that you have normally. And it, it just needs one player to switch off that puts another player in a problem and, you, and the goal scored. You know, it's, you've got to work as a unit, haven't you? That being said, we did have chances in that first half. Some really good chances. We go back to, to Van Wyk, who he had two chances. One was uh, he blasted it right at the goalkeeper. It was point blank. I, I think that was the right call. Lever it, see what happens. It was a good save. The other one, though, he tried something clever last minute. He ch- I think he changed his mind. He was going to hit it with his left, and then he went with the outside of his right boot and just fluffed his lines, essentially. I mean, he's young. He'll learn from that, but that was the let-off. And Baru had two chances. One just went wide. And then the other one, I mean, he was in a hurry. He beat the goalkeeper. It was some 25 yards out. Fair enough. But th- those were chances. I'm sure that Renault will, will, will accept that FC should have won this game, but for the fact that you cannot give away three goals. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't give teams a three-goal start and assume you're going to go on and win it every time. It just doesn't work. And if, if we would have defended anything like we should have done, this was three points in the pocket. He did make the changes at half-time. Gabidon got a goal right on half-time, and I'm enjoying Gabidon. Yeah, I think, I think uh, Gabidon is certainly a player who the manager has got high hopes for in seasons to come. And when he first came to us, I think he, he had a few raw edges to, to work off. He went and played a few games at West Didsbury again. He's come back a better player. He's got more confidence. And he's, it's end product, isn't it? And maybe the end product is coming a bit more now than it did before. Yeah, definitely. Into the second half, changes were made. Um, he went with a bit more experience. Uh, got Palinkis on, got Ennis on. Um, I don't think that's any... I mean, Baru, I thought, was, was pretty good. But he looked very useful. Yeah, um, and, and Hartley was, was fine in that first half. Uh, like I said, I don't necessarily think it was the going forward that was the problem in that first half. But that solidity, combining with shoring things up at the back, just meant that we had a bit more impetus in that second half. I would have liked a bit more, of, a bit more time for Sangari in the second half, personally. I think he looked quite dangerous. Yeah. If he'd come on like with half an hour to go, who knows? And we go back to, um, I mean, we obviously got the goal. Palinkas, we have to ask the question, why, why doesn't he start more often? Um, I know he's got ankles issues and stuff like that, but... He's too good to sit on the bench. Yeah, he really is. We had Baker, and we've said pretty early on... You can see he was destined for, yeah. for higher things. I think Palinkas is a better player. Yeah, I think all round, yeah. he's stronger... And he makes better choices. Yeah. His decision-making is superb. Yeah. And even when he plays himself into trouble, he gets himself out of trouble. He doesn't look around and say, help. 
And just to say, we, we thought Baker should have been in the Football League as well. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's all subjective. But James used the phrase, FC have lost its mojo. It coincided with Donahue <laughs> picking up a knock. Yeah, we had a we pa- made the subs. We were I 10 think, men for the last 15 minutes. There was minutes. a moment, I think, in the last half hour, Griffiths was actually injured as well. And Griffiths was ploughed on. Um, I mean, Griffiths has had a... I was trying to think of a man of the match without giving it to Pelinkas. And I think from an FC perspective, it, it kind of just has to be Griffiths, doesn't it? Yeah. Who's your man of the match overall, Paul? I'm thinking of uh, Walker, their number 11. Yeah, he was very good. I mean, we, we do have to mention the Cartman, who, um, you know... He's, he's a wily campaigner. We've been mentioning Cartman's name for years on this station. And yeah. obviously, he's coming to the end of his career, but that was Nathan Cartman, wasn't it, in that yeah, first it's vintage. half? I think it, it was helpful that, obviously, I think he picked up an injury. That that was helpful as well yeah. in our recovery, mm. but not enough, unfortunately. But, again, you know, first half was the, was the downfall today, no doubt. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to hear now uh, from Neil Reynolds, who's uh, going to be speaking to James Quinn. Uh, thanks for joining us, Neil. Um, any mm. regrets about the starting eleven now? No, um, none at all. Curtis Jones goes down with concussion this morning. Uh, Jan Palinkas plays 90 minutes last night. He's in A&E at half at 12 to this morning. He has to come on at half-time. You can see... Who Palinkas was in A&E? Yeah, he played last night 90 minutes. Yeah. He couldn't play today. He shouldn't have come on at half-time, but I watched mm-hmm. that. Ennis has to have a rest at 33. I watched that. Potts, he's not in the team. Listen, James, we've been, we've been tasked with the impossible task of going to try and rebuild a new side on next to nothing. And we're trying to rebuild the side on next to nothing. We're bringing loan players in for free. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. And, and listen, the 18-19, you can see young Matty when he missed the chance. You can see young Keane when he missed his chance. They, they just went. And that's, what, that's where we are at the minute. And, you know, if people don't like to hear the truth, well, tough. That is, that is the truth. And that's what we're working with at the minute. Great fight back. I mean, on the hour, would you have taken a point? Or would you have thought, we can, we can do this? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think... Even with the changes, James, we, we huffed and puffed, you know, but I, I think there's a, it's a sad do when I, when I'm looking at 31-year-old Michael Potts, 33-year-old Charlie Ennis, 30-year-old Curtis Jones. If I can't leave them out the side and lads step in, then there's something wrong mentally. And, and you've seen today people looking around at each other. Who's going to lead the game? Who's going to lead it? And uh, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a sad afternoon, to be honest, James, for me. Yeah, and uh, of course, uh, could have been different had uh, those those guilt edge chances gone in got, they've got to score I'm sick of saying it they've, listen they've got to score back. nothing I can do up here and then we then we just capitulate balls were coming in from the right hand side and you know poor Vinny's had to go in at centre half today because we didn't have the, the cover uh, people won't know it but it, it is what it is it's, it's not excuses it's just facts um, looking at some of these youngsters you're going, uh, Gabidon Good game, lovely delivery for uh, Think Palinkas to get his eyebrows on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dante's that. project, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we we talk about fishing in ponds. We've, we fished in West Didsbury and Jolton, that's where we are. We're not going into the National League to bring in the next player. We're, we're trying to develop someone and, and he's a he's a real talent, he's doing well, but we're going to have to be patient with him uh, and, and, and that's where we're at. And Sangari, um, his, his touches look good. And yeah, he, he's a good, good player. Got on the end of one at the end. So. Good player. He trained wheels for three weeks. And again, we've just got to keep going. And, you know, hopefully these, uh, these lads will, will step up and take their opportunity. A break now with uh, Metalistas Valencia. Um, and uh, whatever we think about today in this Cup FC, obviously with a strong chance in that competition. Uh, is it good to just be in another competition on Tuesday? Yeah, Obviously it's, feeling it's, down now, but no, it's not. It's good to play games. I've, I've challenged the squad. Listen, this is a 
this is the biggest rebuild I'll ever do as a manager. This is a, this is a full rebuild. You know, I've had the heart rips out of my full squad. Uh, we've got to rebuild it from scratch. And you know, at the minute, I'm looking at Lavacum. Who's going? Yeah, he's, he's he's ready for it. And then I'm looking around, and you know, maybe Donners. But I'm I'm looking around, and I'm still looking around, going, right, okay, who's got what it takes by this level? And, and let's not forget where you've come from, what academy you've played at. You're playing in front of two thousand people in a really really competitive league uh, where you've got to be prepared to get hurt in both boxes and you've got to be prepared to be brave on the ball and when the crowd behind you when things are going for you it's easy we've all been there when when the chips are down or it's against you then you've got to sleeves up and, and try and, and do something about it and you know first half we were looking right it could have been six if not for that it could have been six nil you know would have been sunnier and probably jobless now if it was six nil and, and that's that's what was happening you know but you if, if you're going to be in a position where you've got to throw young lads out, which we have got to throw young lads well, out, I could throw myself out, I'd play for free, you know, because it doesn't have to be young lads, it could be 45-year-olds, but we've got to go and find the next one, and, you know, the next one, and the next one, and, and there's a lot of good work happening behind the scenes to make us competitive next season financially, but at the minute we're, we're finding it really hard to, to be able to recruit, and if that's if that's me, if it's a management team, if it's the you know, the wages, I don't know, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. And then next week, Coles away. Yeah. Um, Another tough game. Don't know how they've gone on today. Another tough game. So, you know, they'll, they'll be licking their lips wanting to play us if we roll over like that. We're really suffering. We're suffering. Yeah, yeah. I think we're suffering with a loss of Cal. We're suffering with a loss of Regan. We, we, we're finding it hard to replace them yeah. them type of players. And, and, and it is really, it's difficult. But we've had lads around this season that have said, go on, step up. Go on, step up. And... Make your own judgments if they've stepped up or not, and you know for, for Brian and myself and Mike and, and Tom, we've, if they don't step up, we've, we've got to do it, and it's not going to be personal. It's you know if I get the chance to kind of go again, uh, you look to rebuild it, but that's and that's not good enough. And he's on pots. <clears throat> it should, he? should be back this week, but mm. but again, it's a sad state of affairs when you're reliant on a 31-year-old. And Donahue limping at the end. Or yeah, do we another know another knock. His, his ankle looks like it's bloomed up, and Donald's has just been unlucky with injury. But yeah. you know, played the last 20 minutes with 10 men really because Donald's was injured was. Mm was tough but I've got to try and build them back up because you know at the end of the day we've lost the game of football and that's the worst that's going to happen we've lost the game it's not good you know we've got a big job to do okay well Neil thank you so much for joining us have a, a rest tomorrow yeah, we'll do and we'll, we'll do. go again on yeah. Tuesday cheers James FC United manager Neil Reynolds there as discussed next up for the Reds will be that home fixture against Mestalistas in the Phoenix Trophy on Tuesday night Kickoff at Broadhurst Park on Tuesday will be 7.45pm, but remember if you cannot make this game in person, then the match will be streamed live on the Phoenix Trophy YouTube channel. And we will have radio commentary available too, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. Tune in from 730 while on Saturday, it's back to league matters for Neil Reynolds' side as FC United travel west to take on Atherton Coles. Kick-off on Saturday will be 3pm and we'll also have commentary from this match as well. Tune in from 2.30pm on the FC Radio website. To the women's team now and on Sunday, FC United welcome Cheadle Town for a crucial match in the league. To hear now how FC got on, let's hand over to myself and Paul at Broadhurst Park. Well, good afternoon everyone and welcome back to Broadhurst Park, this time on a Sunday afternoon as we present Women's Team Live, FC United taking on Cheadle Town. And joining me here, it's a big welcome back to Stato Paul. Hello Paul. Good afternoon. So, the early afternoon after the night before, it was uh, an interesting afternoon. Eventful. Eventful, yeah. Eventful yeah. afternoon yesterday, hoping for a bit more... Stability and stableness in this in this afternoon's well, coverage. The funny thing is, we're playing a side this afternoon that we gifted a similar kind of lead to in a cup game 
some months back and found it hard to claw it back. And we don't want to make the same mistake against Cheadle Town Stingers today because um, we've seen already that uh, once you give people a head start, like yesterday, it's very hard to get, get it back again. The second time we played them, they obviously had the impetus from beating us once. Um, we went there a bit, a bit cautious maybe in mentality and, and didn't play our normal game and that invited them in. So today at Broadhurst Park, on the pitch, this is the chance to show Cheeteltown Stingers what the real FC United are about. Last week we had uh, a plate game and um, it was a workmanlike performance, I think is how we described it. 3-0 against Preston North End, breaking things up a bit after back-to-back -back wins in the league and thumping wins as well. And we've got that semi-final against Tramway Rovers coming up in, in April. Let's get some consistent runs going in the league, as many points as we can in the, in the coming weeks. Yeah, I think what summed up the manager's attitude was the fact that we won a game rather comfortably last weekend and he was nowhere near satisfied. His standards that he set for his team are very high and even though we were never in danger last week, um, he still expected more. And we talked about this and, and he knows and the team knows that they have to raise their levels today and in the next game to get the results they need. And today is an interesting one because... Salford are not playing, I think, and I think Curzon are away at Fleetwood. <laughs> oh, you're testing me here, aren't you, mate? Yes. We could go back on top. So let me tell you who's playing today. Um, obviously, we're playing against Cheadle Town. That's third, hosting fourth. Quite a gap between the two teams. Eight points the current lead FC United have got, but... FC and Cheadle both played 12 games, um, which is a significant amount of games in hand over the likes of Salford City, who are a bit further up the table. So Cheadle aren't completely out of this yet, but uh, that's a more realistic gap, isn't it? Eight points, having played the same number of games, but it'd be handy to push that up to 11 today after playing 13 games. Uh, but elsewhere, we've got uh, Fleetwood Town taking on Curzon Ashton, the current league leaders. Fleetwood Town currently... Um, in fifth position, uh, so by no means a gimme there. So Salford City not in action, so FC United with an opportunity to leapfrog certainly over Salford and if uh, Fleetwood Town Wrens get at least a draw against Curzon Ashton and uh, FC United win this afternoon, then FC would go top. So yes, it's, it's very much, the, the way the league is, it's very much in FC's hands as it stands. If we get the results, we will win the title this season and go back to the division we were last season. If we start dropping points significantly, then it opens up the race for others. So you would say today's game and next week's game are very, very important. James has already <coughs> said, though, that it doesn't rest necessarily on these results this week and against Curzon next week. Mm. Uh, but or it, it makes, it it, makes the it, running easier. It would make it easier. That's, yes. that's the key, isn't it? Um, I, what we're trying to say is the wheels haven't come off if we don't get positive results in the next couple of weeks. But if we do get positive results, then certainly it does bode very well towards the end of the season. Um, the remaining fixtures, bar one, have been released for the women's team. So we now know roughly what the running looks like um, we've got uh, obviously Cheadle Town today 
occurs in Ashton next week. Uh, towards the end of the month, uh, we'll also be hosting Darwin here, uh, Tranmere Rovers in early April, Salford City in uh, the middle of April, and uh, finishing things off with away trips to Fleetwood Town and to Tranmere Rovers. So if anybody wants to look at the fixtures, they are on the main website. Yes, over on the, the, the women's teams tab on uh, fc-utd.co.uk. Teams are now out onto the pitch, uh, so let me give you the starting 11 for FC United. It's Donald in goal, O'Gara, Marsh, Carrington, Patience, Bertwistle is back, Dixon, Flanagan, Battle, Kelly, Chambers, and substitutes for FC United, it's Gene, Darby Williams, Kerry Ogden, Eve Kennelly and Chinese Reeves. Good ball to find Dixon. Dixon now looking to take on the fullback. Dixon from the right hand side, still with the ball. Dixon holding it up, plays it in. Great ball. Here's O'Gara! Yes! Side puts it to the goalkeeper's right, right into the corner. And FC United with 14 minutes played of this second half with their first attempt on target. Open the scoring corner. Bergen to take in it comes oh that's a great ball in for Bergen over the head there of Donald on the near post and in it goes and on 17 minutes now of the second half Cheadle have scored with essentially their first shot on target goal kick Singleton to take again the the shot goal kicks I think I've seen that have done a good job of preventing Cheadle from doing them and uh, you can see why they were doing them because I don't, I don't think Singleton's they're not convincing oh, no here's Flanagan Flanagan lays that ball off to Dixon who goes for goal it bounces and oh, there's yeah. Jess Battle to follow up and FC United retake the lead 26 minutes played of this second half well that stems from another poor goal kick really it was pounced on the ball was out wide to uh, Dixon whose shot was parried and of course, Jess Battle does what Jess Battle does. Donald out to the left hand side to Carrington. Oh, Carrington loses out though there, and Dunlop goes for goal, and it's in. Well, a tremendous finish from Rachel Dunlop right over on the right hand touchline. Out of nowhere, that goal. And with 11 minutes left to play, we're back all square. Ball breaks, it's going to be a throw in. How long has he had it? He added 12 and a half minutes on. I've never known that much. 12 and a half minutes of added time have been added on here in this game. It is finally full time, though. Uh, we're not too sure where the 12 and a half minutes has, has come from. But what is definite, Paul, to hold the score in a very frantic, competitive game of football, a battling performance from both teams. Yeah, I think a, a draw is a fair result. Um, given the nature of the game I don't think either side was able to dominate for any parts of it it's been very much uh, end to end got to give credit to both sides really it's been a tough game and there's been knocks taken and given Um, it's certainly not been easy Um, FC led twice but couldn't get over the line and uh, they've lost the opportunity to go top tonight which they could have had but, you know, it's, it's a tough old division, this. If we go back to the two cup games that we've had against Cheadle this season, though, that was a, a much more convincing performance from FC United against a team who've, you know, we, we can go through the, the 11 players and the substitutes. They're a good team, Cheadle. I, I think we folded in the two previous meetings at Cheadle. There was no intention of that this afternoon. The last, say, 10 minutes of normal time, they looked stronger. They looked the more likely. But overall, I think they'll be happy with the point. And James will probably be thinking, well, it's a point on the board. 
and we're a point closer to our objectives. I mean, we'll discuss it with James in a second or two, but he's got to think to himself that this was a must-not-get-beat game. Uh, and, and Curzon next week is at the same size stadium. It's a, it's a similar kind of game. The worst-case scenario, it was Curzon winning and us losing, yes. and the gap widening. We've closed the gap by another point today. It looks Leaf, like it. I mean, we we've not got the full-time score yet, but Curzon were trailing 2-1 at Fleetwood. So it makes next, the next game at Curzon even more fascinating in that... We could win there and go top, definitely. Play the match before James gets here? I, 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 I would stick with Neve Bertwistle personally. I thought she grafted really hard in a position that's not fashionable or glamorous. But I thought she had a storming game. I'd, I'd, give, I'd give the physio the player of the match for, mm. for what's about to happen this week. Yeah. Uh, James Mulverhill joins us now. Uh, James, thank you for joining us. Um, I mean, I was saying to Paul, I think, I think coming into this game, you, you said the importance of it. It was a kind of must-not-get-beat, and I, th- I think job done. Let's, yeah. let's head towards Curzon now, maybe. 100%. When we look at this game, it was um, the best way to look at it for us. It was If they lose this game or they don't win this game here, it's, it's worse for them than it is for us. And these are one of the teams that we're, we're fighting with for the league. And when you look at the, the kind of points on eight, the board... Eight points, and they play the same number of games, isn't yeah. it? So, so we, when we're looking at them, realistically, for them to win this title from us... Uh, they need to be to be winning this game of football, and they didn't. So, for me, it's advantage us. Um, I just said to the girls, then we go and put a performance in against Curzon next week. And listen, we're in touching distance. We're, we are like I never say it's a good point, but that's a good point for me. That's a, I take that. Like they're a good side. There is always, always a danger in the way we defend. Yeah. In having a, a line. Yeah. Because you're reliant then on the referee's judgment. Yes. And obviously, disclaimers. There's no assistant referees to help the referee out. Yeah. There are borderline decisions being made, some fairly, some unfairly, yeah. but it is, it is a risk. It is, it, I think for us, is I'd rather teach the girls the way I want them to do it, with ideas of going into the National League next year, making sure that we've, we've got liners in every single game. And I don't want to teach them to play a certain style of football, and then we go and play this deep line. And It's, it's not how we play. I think we've got to try and do things rightly, and if, if referees, it's high risk sometimes. It is like it. But for me, the, the goals are what we've conceded today. Like probably both, they're not great goals. No, like, no, been, I mean, listen, we've yeah. conceded directly from a corner, not good, and we've conceded from 45 yards out on a turn, not good. Like so, for me, when I look at that, I think probably should have won the game um, in terms of those moments. But I didn't think we were amazing today. I think the first half there's a lot of nerves. A lot of our girls are feeling now like we are close. Like we, everyone's looking at the, the the table. Everyone's looking at where we're at, the points we can get, and. The girls are starting to believe themselves that, listen, we can win this. But with that belief comes a little bit of pressure as well. And 12 and a half minutes of added time. The Cheadle Town bench did shout to the referee, you are going to add that on, aren't you? Yeah. When the ball went out of play. And he, he did. He literally did. <laughs> uh, it was literally like being at the World Cup again. There was moments where I was thinking, yeah, like I'll have a few more minutes here. But to be fair, when it was 2-2, I was thinking, just, it was, just it was, blow, man. Yeah, just just, just the, get it the, done with. The pendulum was was going one way, then the other. And it, yeah. it could have gone to Cheadle at the end. It could have. And then for me, I was just thinking, just, just blow up. We'll take 2-2. Live to fight another day. Uh, people's tired legs towards the end and stuff. But... Listen, they put a good account of themselves today. Like they, they, they really did, and we've got to give props to that. Um, I think the main thing for me is we, the preparation all week this week was about our press. And I don't, did they play out once? Did they get through us once? The press was was unbelievable. Like that was very noticeable that you on the goal kicks. Yeah, 
you, you had a plan for them. Yeah. And, and it generally worked. The turnover was instant. Yeah, they, it was high risk what we did. But listen, we went and we won it back to, towards the second half of the part of the game. They've got the keeper kicking and, and, and that was causing them problems as well. So our game plan worked. We just probably didn't carve out enough clean-cut opportunities. Um, we've had confirmation now uh, that Curzon have been beaten this afternoon by Fleetwood Town by two goals to one. Um, which basically means that because uh, Salford didn't play today, uh, we are definitely in second on goal difference and yeah. now a point off top spot. And like you say, the other team with loads of games in hand was Cheadle and yeah. we've kept that eight-point cushion between ourselves and them. So it's a, a it's, decent afternoon. It's it's. I don't want to speak too soon, but like we don't want to curse anything. But the girls, like like I said, and the best example of it today is the press. Like I don't care anyone. If anyone came to watch us today, they'd go, oh, FC know how to press. And that was distinctively different from last week. Like the game plan was spot on. They play an unorthodox shape and system and we had to take risks in there. And I think, do you know what I mean? We, we've not had Shanice. She's only just came back in. She was rusty. Um, Flanagan's only trained a couple of times. Like we need these people back in the group, back in training so we can get these patterns of play going again. And once we get that, we'll, we'll be where we need to be. We've given player of the match to need Bertwistle. I mean, what's your face for then? What was that? I was going to say, like, no, no, I was going to say is um, <laughs> need bird whistle today. I don't know if you noticed, she, she, she were man-marking Sophie John because she tore us up last time we played them. And, and Neve, I think she had her in a pocket the whole game, like, absolutely unreal. And she was frustrating me because she was saying, oh, I can't impact the game. I want to do I said, you're impacting the game by stopping her from doing anything because Sophie John's quality, like, she can play at leagues above. So f- to make... If people watching that game wouldn't have even noticed that she were that great today, so that's wow. that's Neve done it. Yeah, that's why we're here, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what we see. Um, yeah, that's what he <laughs> But performances all over the place. It was a battle today. Yeah. Um, I jokingly said player of the match, probably the physio and yeah. stuff like that. There's loads of knocks and stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, how are you going to take to this week ahead of the Curzon match on on Sunday? We're, we're, we're resting it up. Listen, we're, we're, a lot of the plan for Curzon is is more tactical awareness. Like the girls, we're at the point in the season where the girls know what we're supposed to do. Hopefully. It'll be just the best team of the day wins, and, and I fancy ourselves. Ogara yeah. happy with a goal? Yeah, yeah. Buzzing, buzzing me, Kate. She, she had a, a bit of a different job today to, to protect the back four, and I think she did really great. But I think when you're doing that on your own, because Neve work whistles everywhere, Kate's legs were getting a bit. Yeah. So. And just to say as well, I know um, you know the two goals, Donald's not going to be happy about them, no. but she did do a brilliant save oh, yeah, yeah, uh, brilliant. during that game. And the, the Neuer style sweeper keeper stuff in the first half as well. Yeah. Donald's so. quality. So listen, I've got no, no issue. It's like when you look at Sol, she's 17. Um, she's going to be a great keeper for us in the future. Mate, when you're coming out and she's flying out there and she's making big saves and the, the, she, she's quick off a line yeah. when we do the high line and stuff and we organise and it's good for people to see the, the stuff that we are working on in the background and it solves a big part of that. Well, James, that was um, <laughs> I've, I've got a bit of a sore throat. So this, yeah, this, was, was, this was not a good game for a sore throat commentator, I have to say. No. So, but uh, congratulations on Thank the point you. today. Uh, big good luck in training this week and uh, we'll catch up again on Sunday at the Tameside Stadium. We'll see you there, we'll see you there. Women's team manager James Mulverhill there and we'll have full commentary available next week from that top of the table clash between FC United and Curzon Ashton from the Tameside Stadium right here on FC Radio. Tune in from 2 o'clock on Sunday. Well, that's it for this week's This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Ben, we'll see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.